0: Welcome to Reconsider, I'm Bill Hartman. This is the podcast to challenge you to ask better questions, to look beyond traditional models of thinking, and arrive at better health and fitness solutions. Reconsider is sponsored by Substance Nutrition. Go to substancenutrition.com to get your NeuroCoffee, coffee, better coffee, better brain, and synthesis, better protein, better body. Enter the coupon code RECON, R-E-C-O-N, and get free shipping on all of your orders.
1: Do you have, I, I'd sort of, I sort of went through the topics list that I had created huh. and put them in order of relevance to the program.
0: Just throw it out there.
1: So I think getting in shape, reconsider getting in shape, like what that even means. And I, I actually kind of looked into the history of and of etymology of i guess i don't know if etymology is the right word like the origin of the whole phrase
0: getting in shape
1: yeah and there really isn't any it's it kind of goes back to like physical culture and fitness for like war and people being fit to serve like roman greek type of
0: like old school gym class where they actually had standards that you had to like physical standards you had to pass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was looking into that and it's
0: pushups and sit-ups and running and yeah.
1: Right. Right. And then there being the whole, like the whole concept of being in shape or being out of shape. Right. And then thinking about that. So if we're going to have the, the format of how we're talking about this episode be like, giving everyone a bit of a history lesson and sort of talking about like where this idea sort of comes from and what the contemporary understanding, or at least what people think they understand about it is. Right. And then asking people to reconsider based on things that we're going to talk about, what, what might be a more useful way to think about it. Okay. So, yeah, starting, starting from that perspective, um, I mean, we're, we're basically in the episode.
0: Yes, so. we are. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I, I'll just put I, my put my marker. I actually down. kind of figured that as you were talking. I thought it was a really good lead-in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and I think most folks will like the casual nature of our discussion. Anyway. Yeah, I hope they enjoy how
1: organic this is and not forced well, at all. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Well, yeah. So the 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 whole the whole premise is is subjective, right It's like what do you perceive as as this concept right um, yeah Fitness so here's the thing here's the thing that I think that I think is incredibly confusing and this might be a nice little way to start is uh, there's no such thing as general fitness.
1: Sure. I mean that's going to be it. That's going to is be a pe- misnomer and misunderstanding as well.
0: Absolutely, because fitness is actually very specific because it, it is fitness to like when we think about survival of the fittest what that is it's like it's like surviving within a very specific context. And so if we were talking about about a, a human being being fit, we have to say fit for whatever it is. It there's a very specific context. It has been it has been generalized conceptually, and then it becomes like an aesthetic almost versus being fit for a specific event. So like a marathon runner is very fit to run marathons and a weightlifter is very fit to lift lift weights in competition. So those are two, two extreme representations, But but that would be what we would actually mean when we're saying you are fit for something versus just saying, fit and then people have this mental picture of whoever they they think is that representation so maybe it's thor you know from the from the the movies or something like that they say wow he's really fit they're thinking about a physical representation versus the capacity to do something yeah and and i think go ahead
1: yeah i think that's right i think that the context okay so the the whole mental model of understanding how things are context dependent I think will be very useful for people going into all of the the upcoming episodes just because we're going to be saying that a lot it's going to become right. redundant and it's like what's what's the intent of what you're trying to do and then what are you comparing it to and right. that's sort of what builds the context that people are going to need in order to ask the better questions but yeah what you're saying like the comparatives that people tend to use and I think we're much of the fitness schemas and paradigms come from are like military and fitness tests and people remember these like the presidential fitness tests oh and they remember hey, yeah, so yeah, in that. yeah yeah everyone everyone but like where thinking about like the history of that and where that came from and you know i i did a very brief uh investigation into this myself and there were like it going back until I mean all the way to like greek and roman times talking about like being fit to serve in the in the military or the army or whatever the the um, armed forces were back then and that having that whole idea of like being able to do certain physical things and then that sort of that sort of uh trickling down into the cultures themselves so that they became more physical cultures right And then over time that sort of shifted into being more, the focus being more on like the intellectual side of things and people getting kind of like soft and not exercising anymore. And then there, there, there became that sort of dichotomy for a while and they sort of changed back over again. Um, as you know, the, I think it was like world war one, maybe is when they actually started to have these sort of fitness type of tests to screen soldiers and see if they could actually perform these physical abilities. Um, but yeah, I think that that's something that, and this is kind of like us working through how the format of this podcast is going to go anyways, because we'll just have, you know, we'll kind of research on the front end before the podcast even starts. Or, you know, there there might be, this might be like a body of knowledge that you, you might know a lot about because you read a couple history books on physical fitness or gym gymnastics or whatever, you know, I know you never know.
0: Yeah. So, have have you read those? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've actually, I've I, I, a couple of things, but, but they're, you know, they're not like a deep history. Yeah. Like, I remember like some
1: French author, I had, re- I had read some of his physical fitness stuff. And I think it was from like 1860 or something like
0: well, that. Well, just we can use, we can use stuff that's not uh, i guess it's it's old relative to the people that are probably going to listen to this um you know uh, if i said 50 years ago when i was in first grade right we had standards we we actually had gym class like you had to you had to wear the official gym class t-shirt and shorts and shoes and you had standards and like like the boys had had certain physical standards that they had to pass, and the girls had actual physical standards that they had to execute and and it was it was this broad scope of it was truly physical education at that point it wasn't just hey let's go play a pickup game of basketball and get a little bit of you know exercise to, bur- to burn up some energy so you're not like going crazy during class it was it was literally like these were physical standards here's the unfortunate circumstance as that has been sacrificed, I, I think it probably has affected the, the intellectual capabilities of many students because of the the benefits that are associated with that physical exercise. Like it makes you smarter. Like it, it gives yeah. you the capacity to learn better. Um, and that's just the side the side note. I think probably where we need to go though um, is is start to lay down this this you know, foundation of the fit for what kind of a concept. Sure. I, I think this is, this is the, probably the number one mistake. And then the, the easiest thing to pick on is running because somewhere along the lines in the 1970s, and we can blame whoever we want to with that. We could blame Cooper. We could blame Jim fix. Jim fix probably had the, had the most popular, book probably on none the whole jogging thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's probably responsible for the fact that yogging. Other... I believe it's jogging. Do you
1: mean yogging? It <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft J.
0: Is it a soft J? See, I, did not, <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, but no, it's like it spawned, it spawned industry after industry that's associated with, with exercise. But sure. But because of that, because of it, it was like one of the first things, probably aside from like the some of the movement based things like yoga, which was kind of just an odd uh, kind of a representation that, that I was familiar with growing up. And now it has become, you know, anything that is packageable and now is marketable is, is now sold as its own separate entity. But 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 the running thing is probably where we gotta sort of nip the
1: the bud, so to speak, is- Yeah,
0: is well, I
1: also think that the, the foundations of that come from physical fitness and military training as well. And then it's, you know, people see it as like, well, you have to be able to run five miles in X amount of time to be a Marine or whatever it might be. I don't want to like say that I'm, I'm quoting anything specifically, but there's that. And then there's the whole idea of like running as a competitive thing and recreationally as a sport. And you think like who are, when people try to consider fitness and what's in shape nowadays, you're, you're thinking of more of your like, uh, fitness influencers who are taking performance enhancing drugs that all look like completely yoked out of their minds. Yeah. And, and I think before then, I think before then, like when I was, uh, when I was younger in like the nineties, it was more fitness was more of like the, who was running marathons, who was able to run five K's who was, who was like running all of the time. And there was more like this aer- aerobic emphasis to it. And I think now the progression and evolution is more of a, like, how do you look, which yeah. really makes more is, sense in terms of-
0: That's be, been creating the interference.
1: In terms of like the word shape, when we think about like getting in shape, like shape as a form and right. a structure, right. what is, what, how something looks seems to be such an important part of that. Oh. Uh, and I, yeah, I feel yeah, like that's wants what- Yeah, because
0: to look a certain way.
1: I, yeah, I and mean, I don't think that, what we're gonna get to, I think, in terms of what shape really is, is an understanding that like, it, you don't have to confine yourself to like you have to be able to run, or you have to be able to lift weights and look a certain way. It's more about like, hopefully by the end of this, people will understand that shape is going to be based a lot on like what type of structural archetype you might have as a person, right. and we right. can make that con those concepts uh, a little more simple and tangible.
0: Right. So, so let's let's Please. consider that. Let's consider, <laughs> consider like just the, the broad scope of activity. So different sports, different activities, and prior to the aesthetically driven representation being the indicator of fitness, what it was, was you were specifically participating in a specific um, type of an activity or sport. Chances are you gravitated towards something that you were good at, and you continue to do that. And then there is a physical representation um, that is the result of participating in that activity. So, so it's, so it's twofold. It's like, I have this, Genetically, predisposition, genetic, genetically predisposed um, capability and then I participate in that activity because I'm really good at it and so then it becomes fun and so I do it a lot and then the byproduct of that is I'm going to look a certain way. And then what we sort of figured out over time is like, oh, I don't have to actually participate in that sport. I can do other things and I can actually look like I participate in that sport, um, not necessarily having the, the same capabilities or capacities, um, but again, I can, I can train or I can exercise in a certain manner and have a, a specific outcome.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good model to understand as well in a like way of thinking in terms of nature versus nurture, I believe. Is, right. uh, is a good way for people to think about it, in that even if you were to do the exact program that a certain athlete or person would do, that does not necessarily mean that the result will be the same, because that's not how it works. It's not like this direct input-output type of, uh, it's not a computer.
0: Well, I mean, the, 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 the phrase that you probably want to, you know, understand, live by, and accept is that you don't get to be anything that you want to be just because you want it bad enough. Sure. Like, like all due respect, you have a very specific structure yourself. Um, the chances of you being a 300-pound strongman is probably slim to none.
1: Yeah, and and, and that in that people being force-fed this this narrative that like if you work hard and you hustle and you do your best that you can right. do anything that you want, and you can be anything that you want. It's really just not true. And you have to you can you can become a much better version of what you already are and what sure. capabilities you might already have. Uh, and you can really try to amplify those and try to, you know, dampen the negative aspects of who you are, but yeah. you're never going to change into like, I could never, no matter how hard I tried, I could never pilot a jet or fly a spaceship because of my vision. It's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm disqualified from right. being able to do so. Right. Uh, and so and that's,
0: think. and that's more easily acceptable for. Sure. Like- well, because, of, because of the, the desire to um, fit into a group, look like you're part of something yeah. um, or you find something like, again, visually appealing um, that all you have to do is follow this program and, and do such and such. And, and then, you know, the, the social evidence that is presented, what, what a lot of people either don't realize or refuse to accept is that that is a very small sect of the people that have attempted to follow said program or um, style of, of uh, activities. Um, yeah. So they only represent the people that were successful and they say, oh, um, well, I did this and therefore this is how you should do it when the reality is it's like, maybe you can't.
1: Yeah, so and that, 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 that message. Did, that message you have to take with a grain of salt because it's, they're trying to sell you something. Right. And they're, of course, they're gonna say that, you know, anyone can end up looking like Thor or whoever, superhero actor, Uh, and it's just, you you can look, the best thing to do is, you know, the best advice that I usually end end up giving when it comes to aesthetic goals is having people take this sort of overarching look at members of their extended family Right. And it's kind of seeing like, who are, the, who are the most fit people in your family? Do they kind of look like you? Like you probably are going to look kind of like them if you work out and you exercise and you train very, you know, diligently and, and right. you have this progress. Uh, and the best example would be like, if you look at, you know, you look at like professional wrestlers and athletes and actors who all look great, you can find, sometimes you can find images of them when they were like 15 and they were just like a skinnier version of their like right. a, a amazing aesthetic itself. Right. You know, and it's it's that's just so important to know. And you know, of course there are outliers and there are people who were who are like overweight and then all of a sudden turned into like this greek god looking thing. But you under you might also need to understand that there were, that was underneath that the whole time anyways. Nothing new was built.
0: Right? And this this is this is one of the big challenges to accept. And, and people get frustrated or they get angry with themselves because they're giving forth this tremendous effort. And yet not seeing this this return on investment that is expected based on this representation. And that's not that's not the fault of the representation. It's just it's just the understanding that the individual needs to um, to gain and then accept is that you're just. Yeah. Like the goal is to make a better version of yourself. You can't be anybody else. You can't live anybody else's life. You're just going to have to be what you are. Just be the best version of that based on what your capabilities may be. You do many things. You find out what you're really, really good at, and then you pursue those things because those sure. are always going to be the things that are going to have the greatest amount of impact. And then and
1: that would be that would be what you would call discovery, right?
0: Right. And 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 you every every process that you go through in your life is that, right? Like there, as it's much also as, an
1: important mental model to know,
0: right? I, I mean, uh, w- it would be great if we could all follow the same path and have the same outcome. But that's we are not created equal. We are not. We are not born in the same place. We're not born to the same parents. We don't get to make those choices. You get what you get, and then you do the best that you can with that. And the people that can actually accept that tend to be the happiest people, and then they have they have what they perceive as as the greatest of success. And so, so that's where we got to start. Okay. Yeah, and I
1: think like check checking back into like where we are in the progression of this conversation. We're we're we already talked about historically where this whole getting in shape fitness idea comes from and what it's sort of turned into these days in terms of like aesthetics and yep. and you know it was aerobic and now it's more of like aesthetics. So people want to look a certain way, right. uh, and they're not they're not taking we're asking them to reconsider how this is because they're not taking into consideration the context dependence of this. Right. And what you're getting in shape or being fit to do, right. um, and they're also we we kind of went on a little uh, sidebar there to get people to understand that genetically and uh, they're they're always they're going to be more predisposed to being good at certain things, and they not are not necessarily no matter how hard they work or what plan that they use or what program that they use. The right. reality is they may never look like a certain person, right. or do a certain activity. And and that's it's now now we can circle back to like getting in shape for what and like what that entails.
0: Okay, can we can we pick on running?
1: Sure, I think that's a good. I think that's a really good uh, activity to choose because everyone seems to think that running is the way to get in shape. Right. When it's quite the opposite.
0: Well, it's again this this is this ill-defined representation of of fitness. So you want to be fit to run yes you can't you can't just pursue running or fitness because that is that that is again it's the opposing representation it's like okay so um one of the people one one of the reasons people get injured early on in their their attempts to to change themselves and they pursue a certain activity one of the reasons they do get injured is because they don't have the physical preparation to do that activity in the first place and so they and this is like has probably been beaten to death as a, as a catchphrase, but it's like, it's like, you don't run to get fit. You have to get fit to run. And, and that, but, but let's, let's take the word run out of that, that phrase and replace it with anything else anything that you want to do is like, you have to physically prepare yourself progressively to do the, the end stage activity. So if, if, if you want to, I mean, classic example, um, I live in Indianapolis. And so, you know, the I think it's the largest mini marathon in the country every May. And I see the same group of people every April who have been preparing for the mini because they run it every year. And so then they they go through their little preparation phase, which is like I I don't know, it's a three month pre program kind of thing. And then they all have the same injury that they had the, the previous year. So I see the same, you know, like I said, same people every every um every year they come in we do the same stuff they feel great they finish the mini then they don't run for a while and then they come back and then they do the same the same kind of preparation when if they would have physically prepared for it over a longer period of time versus trying to compress this um this uh, this fitness into a very small stage they probably would have done it better.
1: yeah and I, I think so that's using running as the the story and the Sort of the analogy that we build all of this off of is really useful, so that people can understand. And we, we're going to repeat a lot of things as we go through these these episodes. But you know that whole fit to run and not run to get into shape yeah. is really important because it's it's really putting to use another you know phrase, putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're trying to. You need to sort of understand the the structural components that are important and the preparatory components that are important before you, you know, try to think about the F word and the functional nature of whatever you're trying to do. Well, because, you know, you do have structure and function and those things are very synonymous with like potential and kinetic energy and these sort of physical rules. Right. So the, the form of something has to be there before it can function the way it's supposed to or the right. way that it needs to given the context. Right. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's important.
0: You, you, all of your joints have have an excursion that would be necessary to perform the activity in the first place. Do you even have that representation? And first then, question.
1: Yeah, very good. Then, like preliminary question.
0: Right, and then there are, then there are adaptations within the tissues themselves. So these are your your connective tissues. So these are tendons. These are these uh, people that run understand plantar fascia like that. It's the, it's the thingy on the bottom of your foot, right? Um, you have to have enough force production. So so this would be represented in, for most people as their strength. So they have to be able to produce force repeatedly, right? So can you do it one time? And then can you do it enough times that you don't somehow um, produce a, a, a greater stress than your body can absorb? And again, this is, this is where most people run into a little bit of a pickle because they don't understand that. They're not progressive in their thinking. And this might be why You know it it behooves you to um, rely on someone that has the experience the requisite experience um, to um, maybe borrow some of their experience through coaching or whatever you might might want to consider and so this is where you track down the appropriate professionals and you know they do this a number of times and then they can apply experience
1: Well, yeah. And interestingly enough, the, this is going to seem pretty coherent with what we're saying, because the people that you're going to want to search out and find are going to be the people that are asking the questions that we're asking. They're going to want to know what you're, when they, when you come to them and you're like, well, I want to get in shape. Can you help me get in shape? They're a good trainer or therapist is going to ask you about the context. And they're going to say, what are we getting in shape for? and then they're going to try to they hopefully will be able to lay out the process that they're going to use that's a that should seem like a reverse engineered version of developing that thing that you want to be good at
0: right because it, the, the desired outcome is is point b and you don't start at yeah. point B. it's like you have to recognize okay if, if this is where i want to be where am i now you have to establish that and then as you stated so eloquently, because we use this phrase all the time. We use the reverse engineering concept all the time. So, if I want to get to there, it's like, what, 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 what prerequisites do I need to have in place? What ad- adaptations do I need to have prior to me participating, even participating in this activity safely?
1: Okay. Yep. So that that context-dependent piece is important. So the way that we're the way that we are modeling this and sort of offering as a way and a perspective to think about it would be what are we trying to get in shape for as being like the first question and then what's my starting point and what am i what am i good at to start with and that can be you can either know that yourself or someone can help evaluate that either by like testing you testing joint ranges of motion or doing fitness type of testing which also plays back into what we were talking about earlier. They can help guide you towards like what your starting point is, know what your ending point is. And then hopefully with their experience as a coach, trainer, therapist, give you a graded way in order to get from point A to point B uh, using, you know, safe to fail experiments, which is another thing that we'll talk about a lot. Right. Right. Um, Yes,
0: because because here's here's the here's the reality, regardless of how much experience you have, you never really know what the outcome is going to be. What the, yes. what the experience provides you is a way to manage the probability. So you've had enough exposures that you can say, here's the string of possibilities that I have been exposed to over time. Under most circumstances, with this type of a presentation, what would be the typical outcome? And then you, you perform the safe to fail experience. So safe to fail is very important. It's an experiment, because we need to see what the outcome is. Because this process is going to be emergent, which means that we do something, and then we have to see what happens, and then based on what happens we update our information so this is bayesian probability right so so i update my current representation i say okay what would be the next logical step to take and 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 this is you know just part of a a reasoned process that that most people either are too um anxious to um participate in and they want to bypass everything and they want to get right to point B and again that creates the, the, the most problems when if you just go through this strategy um, over a reasonable amount of time with enough supervision chances are you're gonna avoid a lot of hurt
1: yeah and it's it's we won't get too much into it but that's what like smart goals are right like when you're trying to when you're trying to determine where you want to go, yeah. And how reasonable it is within a certain time frame to get there, you have to ask. All of these models are just asking questions in order for you to be able to come up with solutions or ask better questions.
0: Well, the, 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 big, the big question is, it, it's, is the algorithm, right? All we're talking about is, is using this, okay, if this, then what? Right. yeah so I, I have a, a representation of where I'm starting. If this is my starting conditions, then what would be the first logical thing to do? What needs to be in place before I move forward? once once that is accomplished and once the adaptation um, is achieved, then what is the next logical step?
1: Right. Yeah, so hopefully that that helps people understand like what where the whole getting in shape and fitness, idea thought process comes from right. what hopefully we've told the story well enough about how people perceive it now and the perceptions that are out there now and the, the common, you know, faults and fallacies and mistakes that we see now. Uh, and then hopefully we've offered with the last few statements that we've given people a different way to think about it in a more algorithmic way and something that actually deals with process that's what that's how that's how anything is going to be accomplished well and otherwise you're just you're literally just depending upon luck.
0: Right. Right. And and again, so and it comes down to, to continuously asking the question, right? Where am I relative to where I want to go and what is the next logical